If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Atari Living Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I just chucked an empty box of cheeses with my right hand on lefty around the computer. Just throwed it toward the trash can. It went in. More jump shots than Wisconsin made last night. Hey. You ain't wrong about that. Gosh, this tournament's either really good or really bad. It's true. I mean, there's some really good games, some great shot making. And then there's some, like, Hey, first one to 50 wins the Ivy League. I mean, it's amazing how bad it is at times. Holy cats. I can't believe. I wish Austin was here today. You know, I wish too. Because somebody's got some explaining to do about the way they play basketball in Wisconsin and at Murray State after this weekend. You better believe it. I mean, picked them both, by the way, in survivor pools this weekend and gonzo. I mean, Wisconsin has more turnovers than they had in the last three years. Most turnovers in three years. They went two for 22 from three-point land, and they still only lost by five, which shows you how much they should have beaten Iowa State by. Yeah. And they were at home, by the way, in a home game. Yeah. I'm as upset as you are, believe me. This guy's on some snowboard in the slopes in Colorado, and he can't even—he doesn't even have to explain it. We'll forget about it by the time he gets back on Friday. I won't forget. I won't forget at all. Some of us put money on Wisconsin to win the whole thing after he listened to Austin Lane. Never listen to this guy on basketball about anything. To be honest with you, I should have been a little better and had more faith in the Providence Friars. If you had given me okay. Wisconsin, the Friars, or Murray State. To make the Sweet 16, only one team's going to do it. I'm not sure I would have gone Providence. But here we are. Providence Friars. That's your that's your thing. Who's a real basketball town? Basketball school. Not Murray State. John Feel. John Feel's nothing. There you go. In the NCAA tournament. You Can't wait it. for slam, NBA Slam Poetry this Friday. He'd be, he'd be writing it on a chairlift. Yeah. Hopefully he brought a pad and paper. You know, I have figured one thing out. What you got? And we're going to talk basketball more because Matthew Driscoll's coming in the 4 o'clock hour. And we talk a little everything. He'll talk football and everything else, too. But we'll do some guest hosting this week. Not that we're not good I enough. I wasn't good enough. No. Nah, no. just have some fun with it. I need, to, I need to mix it up a little bit. Great. Just for me. Um, so don't feel it's on. It's nothing to do with you. I'll take it. Um, and so much so that we even have, like, hopefully Brian Middleton. And Action Sports Jacks OT crew coming in a little earlier. See? Half of us is already on, on here. Wednesday. Well, but we don't need Middleton to be here. We're inviting you, him. You, in. You're right. We really don't. No. So just have a little fun with it that way. I don't even know who's coming Thursday yet. I haven't figured that out. But uh, I like to mix it up. So, um, so we'll talk a little more hoops. But I, I have figured this out. I don't know why I get so, like, I don't really care if I win stuff or get the things right. And a lot of times I get it wrong. But the bracket, I get the most emotional. Same. I I haven't figured this out, but I learned that this weekend about myself. Like, I'm, like, throwing stuff at the wall about two teams I don't care about. I did that. And 
I haven't thrown stuff at the wall since like the Dolphins lost to the Bills in 1991 for the 18th consecutive time or whatever. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, hope your bracket's doing better than most. My bracket, I wouldn't even call, say, is busted. I had Tennessee go in the Final Four, but I don't think it's busted up. Everybody's got Gonzaga winning it, it feels like. No, some of us had Tennessee. Well, actually, you know what? I forgot. Auburn lost, too, so that's busted. And I think I have Purdue winning the other uh, quadrant. Hmm. And so I still got them left. And by the way, I think Purdue's the highest remaining seed in that. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. So, uh, anyway, Sweet 16's all set. Now we don't care about the NCAA tournament for the next three days until Thursday again. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> by the way, you said survivor picks. My first survivor pick, Kentucky. Was it really? <laughs> See, I, went, I didn't even get I a wasn't chance. Gonna, I was trying not to. I, my first, so you got to pick two on the opening one. Yep. And so my first one was, uh, my first two I picked number one. I picked Baylor because I didn't like them long way. So I picked Baylor number one and I picked Kansas number one because I didn't like them either. I thought Creighton was going to beat them. And so uh, that's why I picked Kentucky. I didn't think they'd win against Murray State. Really? Well, there you go. So at least I had a breeze in round one, though. Both of them won handily. I was like, oh, okay, great. Uh, I didn't even have a chance. But I was more confident with Murray State and even Wisconsin. Like, I was like, yeah, these are easy picks. I was told they were good. It's amazing. False advertising. Like, they were awful. Yeah, they were bad. They were awful. You know who's been awful? You know who else? Here's one. Here, I'll give you one more, and then I'll stop. Um, for now, because then we'll talk a little more hoops later. But Chattanooga, I had picked Chattanooga oh, into yeah. the Sweet 16. And so there we go, a little bravado here, right? A little feed the ego a little bit. I picked Chattanooga to beat Illinois and then to beat whoever they would have to beat. Houston. Houston, there you go. Which would have been tall task because Houston's pretty good. Yeah. But um, Chattanooga dominated that game. Yeah. Like absolutely dominated that game. Like, Illinois had no business winning that game. Like, Illinois, I don't even know how they were a four seed. I didn't watch an Illinois basketball game all year, but I'll tell you this, they stink. Yeah, they do. They're awful. Yeah. And I can't believe it. I couldn't believe Chattanooga lost that game. They, they dominated the game, and they still couldn't win. So, anyway, that's where we're at with the bracket. So, that's where I got my most uh, emotion out of the weekend. Chattanooga, Murray State, Wisconsin. I cursed out Tennessee on the golf course. We passed by the clubhouse just as they were losing. I started screaming at the top of my lungs. See, Tennessee didn't – I was really leery about – I said this uh, maybe with Ty when I was figuring out. I was like, Tennessee's all or nothing, man. They're either going to yeah. go down early or they're going to win or they're going to go to the Final Four. Like, there is no in-between to me. And although they won the first-round game, I guess I'm just not stunned they lost the second-round game. Uh, but they did have the talent to go all the way. Auburn was similar. Auburn-Tennessee built that way. I don't want SEC chance around here these days, huh? Our <laughs> Kansas. Here's the thing. They don't care about basketball. No, they don't. Nobody in the SEC cares about basketball. They care more about gymnastics than they do basketball. Yeah, that's accurate. Where's the SEC fan that sits here all the time and brags about everything? Ah, they care about football. That's it. And they should care about baseball and some other sports, swimming. But they really don't care about basketball. I mean, look at the Gators. They just hired, like, the San Francisco coach. He's, like, 15. <laughs> I mean, do you, how much do they really care about basketball? Yeah. But if they go try to get Penny Hardaway or steal the Iowa State guy who turned, went from two wins to the sure. Sweet 16. You know, for a minute there, Memphis was looking looking good. Memphis Gonzaga. looked pretty good, yeah. He did a pretty good job coaching them. Larinaga, Miami, did a good job coaching. Uh, so, all right, let's talk some football. How about it? Uh, Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts. I, I'm not scared at all. Not, not even a little bit? No. Okay. No, like, 
How old's Matt Ryan? 38. Old. Yeah, that sounds right. You know what I love about Matt Ryan going to the Colts? He's this, a good dude. It's, it's fine. It'll fit there fine. But first of all, two things. Actually, they continue. They miss. They've missed on their signings. You know, mm-hmm. it was. I think it was. I applaud the effort for Philip Rivers. Too late. Couldn't do it. Carson Wentz. Bad move. The whole thing was bad, really. Yeah. Uh, you, you can actually make the case that even getting rid of him was bad, but acquiring him was really bad, in the way they did it, what they spent, how much they had to give up, all that extra stuff. And now, so I, I'm not sure I trust Chris Ballard to make a scary decision. To, to for the rest of the AFC South, but here's the bigger thing: for if I'm a D, if I'm Mike Caldwell, the Jags defense coordinator, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Ryan's a good player. He's savvy. He knows what to do with the football. He's smart. He's going to make good decisions probably. But he's a statue. That is true. And he can't move. Not at all. And so you're telling me we lost Deshaun Watson out of the division, and I have to defend the dual threat, the legs, the arm, the youth. Or I got Matt Ryan now in the division. I'll take the trade. That's fair. And I, yeah, I mean, I, I seriously have no like uh oh feelings at all. I don't think this is going to work out for the Colts. Uh, I mean, I think he, I think Michael Pittman Jr. has reason to be happy right now. I think all, I think he gets better. Matt Ryan is better than Carson Wentz at just throwing the football. Does he throw it to the other team a decent amount of times? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but. Has the Atlanta offensive line been any good recently? No, not really. So has the statue part of him hurt him more? Yeah, a little bit. Colts better offensive line. Receivers are good, and you have that run game. I'm not, like, scared, per se, but I think it's the best quarterback they've had since Andrew Luck. I just don't know. I mean, Matt Ryan came here, and they scored 21 points against this defense, and Atlanta's just okay. Calvin Ridley lit. Ridley less less and Pitts, and again they're well balanced in Indianapolis. You're not asking them to do a ton. I might be wrong, you know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe he puts him over the top. Maybe he's got another gear still to go, especially with a better offensive line, some weapons. Their weapons still are just okay, in my opinion. Um, like listen, the Colts are a good football team, but if you look around the rest of the AFC South and you look around the rest of the National Football League. And the, really, the Colts and the Titans are who you're trying to catch. I think this is one time where it's not probably the only time, but it's definitely one time where the Jags say, "I'm thankful to be in the AFC South. I don't have to deal with the AFC West quarterbacks, the AFC North quarterbacks. I don't have to deal with Josh Allen uh, and the rest of the AFC South. I got to go catch these teams with Philip Rivers and Ryan Tannehill. Okay. I mean, it's a favorable position to be in for the Jags. Yeah. To be honest with you, you wouldn't, you would not want to be in any other division. No, absolutely not. You're in a good spot. I mean, you, you think you're in a good spot. Well, and not only are they in a good spot to try to catch, and again, they're not on the level of those teams yet. I mean, you can't say, I'm just telling you I'm not scared of those guys. Like, is is Matt Ryan going to break the streak of the Jags for no good explanation, beating the Colts even though they are awful? No. Right. <laughs> like, the Jags have been awful. Two of their four wins have come against the Colts, and they almost got... At least one more against them, maybe two. Mm-hmm. So, like, I expect the Jags to beat the Colts one time next year at least, even with Matt Ryan. Nothing, yeah. nothing has changed there. That's fair. Jags still have a long way to go. And as you project this out, though, again, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, how much longer are they going to be king of the mountain? 
Colts, how much longer for this roster? How much are they going to – even if Matt Ryan's good this year, is he good next year? When are they going to get their future quarterback? Well, guess who's got the future quarterback? Jacksonville Jaguars and maybe even the Houston Texans, but Jacksonville Jaguars definitely do. And so this division is set up very nicely for Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars and Doug Peterson for the next handful of years in my estimation rather than having to deal with what everybody else is dealing with. And now the AFC, and that's a different story. Right. Good luck trying to get to a Super Bowl down the road. But it starts with the AFC South, and don't sleep on the fact that when teams have been perennially good, it's usually because their division also is weak. Patriots won all those years, and they got a lot of help by some bad teams in the AFC East. And they got buys because of it and home field advantage because of it. When Peyton Manning was winning big, the Jags stunk, the Titans stunk, and Houston was just okay. When even Green Bay recently, yeah, Minnesota's been okay. Chicago's been not very good. Detroit's never good. And so Green Bay can run amok through the NFC North. And so I think the Jags, again, the Bills, you can maybe make this case, but the Patriots seem like they're always going to be competitive. And I think the Dolphins are really on the rise. They're a good-looking roster. Uh, we'll see about Tua. And even the Jets, you figure they will come out of this at some point and be competitive with a young quarterback over the next, say, three to five years as they continue to grow. And I like Robert Sala. I think he'll do a good job. Jags are in a very favorable position if they take care of their own house. Agreed. And can be – the bigger question is not who you're going against. It's can we fix ourselves Yeah. in Jacksonville. Uh, so uh, Matt Ryan's big move – Really, obviously, they just wanted to eat that contract, and Atlanta wanted to move on. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it was a minimal pick. Was it a fourth-round pick or something? Third, I believe. Third-round pick. So it was a little better than the Jags got for Nick Foles. Think about that. And it's worse than what Carson Wentz. What, the, what team are they? Washington. Football team? Commanders? Whatever yeah, they commanders. are. They just gave up more for Carson Wentz than the Colts did for Matt Ryan, which makes no sense. And a real quick thought, what are they, what's Atlanta doing now at quarterback? Uh, it sounds like Marcus Mariota. Okay, what's Atlanta doing at quarterback? Uh, they're going to draft the one. See, this is why Atlanta <laughs> screwed up last year. I've been saying this for six months, a year. They screwed up. Kyle Pitts might be unbelievable. They had a chance at number four to get a quarterback, and they didn't do it. Carolina has messed up in that regard. That division has messed up. The Saints just said, okay, well, we're, we're on to plan J, and that's Jameis Winston. Good one. And... Did that by accident, actually, but it worked out. Oh. Jameis goes two-year deal, very yeah. moderate thing, see if he can play well, and we'll see what happens. But the Saints, I mean, now Tampa, no wonder why they, they were ecstatic when Brady came back. Carolina still don't know what the hell they're doing. Atlanta doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Mm -hmm. And the Saints have Jameis Winston. That's who you got to beat. Yeah. So, pretty favorable. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you're – but if, if you look at the Colts, like, in terms of the Matt Ryan situation, like, you're correcting a mistake you made last year with Carson Wentz. That's how I see it. You thought Carson Wentz was the answer. He obviously was not. You had to get rid of him. So now you have to play somebody at the position that's not Sam Ellinger. And you sure as heck don't want Baker Mayfield. That's clear. Nobody wants Baker Mayfield. So you, you had to do something. And the, my question is, where's Jimmy G? Yeah, what is up with Where that? is this dude? Of all the talk. I haven't heard his name once. I've seen him on commercials more times than I've seen his name in tweets. But I, I'll be honest with you. I think... If I'm an Indianapolis fan, okay. if I'm a Colts fan for a moment, mm -hmm. Colts fans, by the way, are fine. They're, like, harmless. I got in a fight with them one time. 
How? Like, they're the like nice people in the yeah. Midwest. They hardly, like, I don't even think they get drunk at tailgates. Those are my people. I don't know. I got yelled at one time. At the game. That's like, I think I've been a lot of different stadiums, and I feel like that's like the most, like, mellow fan base, even when it's good. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Not that one guy. Hey, uh-huh. you probably can give me some video and show me otherwise, yeah. but I feel like it is. Anyway, if I'm a Colts fan, and I'm really quiet when there are teams on offense, because Peyton Manning started that, which is a really cool thing. Yeah, it gets cool. really quiet. And I've got a talented team. I'm more excited if I go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, yeah. I'm actually probably more excited. I know you don't like him, and a lot of people don't, if you get Baker Mayfield. No. Nope. Then Matt Ryan. Can't get on board. I am not excited about Matt Ryan. I would have been more excited if you went and stole Jameis Winston. Can't can't get on board with that either. Who else is out there? Those Mariota. are three that... <laughs> no, but Mariota, you said, is going to Atlanta. Well, now. Yeah. I mean, he was the, the, before they yeah. traded him. I, mean, I wouldn't have been excited about Mariota. Yeah. I don't think. I'm not excited about Mariota. And, yeah. Like, Mariota can win a few games, but he is not giving me, like, I can still, I can believe that Atlanta, I mean, that Matt Ryan's going to help me get to, like, the promised land. I can believe that. I would believe that with Jimmy Garoppolo. I've seen it almost twice. I've seen it definitely once and almost twice. Baker Mayfield, I think, could probably function pretty well in that offense with, with that team. I think he could be pretty good. I He doesn't fit Indy. See, that's the problem. They want, they build themselves as kind of this, like, Classy organization, no problems. We're all good people. We do things the right way. And Baker, for whatever he, he doesn't mesh with that, right? Even though he's really done nothing like crazy wrong, but he's kind of a me, me, me guy. And you don't get that representation of the Indianapolis um, fit yeah. from that standpoint. And but and Jameis, I think would fit there. Actually, I think he could. I think he could fit there. You don't like Jameis there? No, I just don't see it. It's just one of those things. I don't. I can't envision it. But. Jimmy G, so let me ask you this. Jimmy G is literally younger Matt Ryan. Yeah, I would agree with that. But you're fine with that. Well, would you well, be yes, scared? Younger, I guess? He, by the way, he can move a little bit. If you're gonna, A little bit. Yeah, he can move better than Matt Ryan can. Sure. I mean, yeah, because he's younger. Yeah, so what? Okay. And by the way, he's cheaper. I think even with that big deal, I think he's cheaper than Matt Ryan. Isn't Matt Ryan like $27 yeah, million a year for the next... Each of the next two years? Yeah, but it sounds like Atlanta's eating a lot of that. Oh, okay. Is that part of the money? Yeah. But is he cheaper in terms of third-round pick cheaper? Like, it would have to be a little more for Jimmy G, right? I mean, who who knows? I I don't know what the heck's going on with Jimmy G. I feel like like that's gone away. Like, that's gone. We don't hear anything about that. So is he just going back to San Fran? (laughs) I mean, your guess is as good as mine because I haven't heard anything. And that makes no sense because then you're in a – uh, Jordan Love, Trey Lance situation, which is certainly not good for the card prices. Tell you that. So if anybody wants a ton of Trey Lance cards, if he never plays, let me know. I got them. <laughs> not yet. Not oh, yet. Well, yeah, I mean, but I could <laughs> smell Jordan Love. Like, it's just not good. Um, well, all right. I'd love to see how you feel about this, but, I mean, are you, listen, the Colts have a very good roster. They really do. They've been disappointing. They're overrated as an organization. They really are. I, we've had this conversation a few weeks back. But they go get a guy that's done a really nice job in his career. Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He doesn't scare me one bit. Matt Ryan doesn't scare me one bit. I would have won Jimmy G. I would have won Jameis. I would have won Baker Mayfield over at, over Matt Ryan. I think Indy just made another bad choice. Can't do it. Can't get on board with Baker Mayfield. I know. Yeah, I figured that would be hard. 
Um, I can get on board with Jimmy G. I cannot get on with Baker or Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is like, he fits the Saints. I don't know why. It just makes sense. Yeah, know. yeah, I, I see that. I, I think he would still just, I think there's upside in Jameis. Everybody's still scarred from the one, like, horrific year. But I, I also think there's a lot of upside with Jameis. Um, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Do you want to talk about Urban Meyer or not? I mean, big article drops today. Are we tired of Urban? Are we moving on? Oh, but let's relive it anyway, right? Might as well. DJ Chark was talking. There were some interesting notes. I think we kind of knew a lot of the stuff, but there was a few more anecdotal notes about what came out in this article. If you haven't heard about it, we'll tell you a little bit about it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I think he'll be starting in Seattle when the season starts. He'll be starting in Seattle? Well, I think Seattle gives up a fifth round, fourth round pick, fourth, fifth round pick for Baker Mayfield. Bring him in and see what he has, and they don't have to pay much of the salary. That's what I think. (laughs) That's Keyshawn Johnson, Jay. Max Williams, you don't have to pay much of the salary. What, they want Cleveland to be stuck with the salary? They're stuck with $230 million guaranteed for their one quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I still can't believe that happened over the weekend. That's a crazy story in Cleveland. I, I think Cleveland fans will really put their arms around it. I'm not sure how they – I'm not sure they're all on board with it. I, I know a lot of Cleveland people, and I don't get the sense they're, like, throwing parades – to welcome Deshaun in. Once all the, I think once all the legal stuff really is behind them, like fully behind, civil suits, everything else, I think they probably will. But it still feels a little messy slash dirty slash whatever. Yeah. I think on the Watson front, uh, whether that's true or not, whether that should be the case or not, that's not what I'm saying. Um, it's just the way it feels maybe to some people, even up in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. 30 for 30 on Baker Mayfield, right? It's going to be nuts. The only thing better would have been hard knocks with the Jags this tra- training camp. <laughs> Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz, uh, Austin Lane out until Friday. Doing a little snowboarding. Um, jealous. You snowboard? No, I would be skiing if I did go. I, oh, you're I have skier. no desire to snowboard. Okay. I haven't skied in, my goodness, it's been a while. It's close, probably close to 20 years. But I did it a good amount of times as a kid. Like, not, I wouldn't call myself, like, crazy Vaughn. skier. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't Lindsey Vaughn uh, for a lot of different reasons. But um, Vermont, New Hampshire, good skiing areas. Oh, okay. So um, I want to go to Colorado, though. I want to go to the Colorado or, like, Montana, like Big Sky, or uh, Jackson Hole. You're a big, big sky guy. I want to go to, like, one of those kind of places to ski. But first of all, I'm a big Montana, Wyoming guy now. I, I could go there. Six months out of the year and be happy. Can I host the radio show from there? You got Wi-Fi? I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, anyway, I like to go skiing. If I want to go skiing, next time I go skiing, I want to go skiing big. Like that. Like that's big skiing to me. Okay. I, I don't know about the skiing game. You I'm say you haven't skied? You're water. from Florida. Wa- you water, water skiing's good. Yeah. We, actually, we have drove by the, the water ski place on that side of the state. Oh, did you? I don't know. If you I know what you're talking about. You know where it is? Like, yeah. Um, it's not too far from, like, what's that name of that town? Ellington? Ellington? No. Oh, yeah. That's Ellington. Ellington, right? That's where I'm from. Oh, you're from there? Yes. Remember the uh, Olympic uh, figure skaters? 
Yes. The pair scares yes. are from there. Yeah, I know. I, I see that building. Yeah, the ice rink. Yeah, the ice rink right there. Why didn't they name it after him yet? That is a great question. Well, maybe they did, but I couldn't see it from the highway. Mm -hmm. But, like, I know that town because of the Olympic. Right next to the mall. Skaters. My first job was in the mall next to the ice rink. How about that? There's been a lot of Olympic skaters, by the way, that train there. Like, it's actually, like, like kind of a hidden thing, but there's a ton of people. And then, like, they have a lot of, like, adult hockey leagues that a lot of my friends from high school play in. And they'll have, like, Sedano Chara showed up last off season. Really? Yeah. And they were like, we're not playing. <laughs> but yeah, like, I would say that's not your typical guy. Like, you know, a lot of these guys play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. They walk into a Y and you're like, yeah, sure, bring it on. Let's bet 50 bucks on this game. And then he drops 50 on you, right? right. Because, but he looks like he's the guy at the Y. Right. Zidane Ochara, not Different. necessarily looks like the guy at the local rink. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a little more alarming yeah. when you see him. You know, hey, that's what they're trying to do in Jacksonville with the new igloo. Mm-hmm. Like those kind of things, uh, that, that's a little south of Tampa that we're talking about. But that's what Tampa's been able yep. to bring and, and do. And, and that might have existed even before the lightning got hot. But um, those youth hockey leagues or adult yep. hockey leagues mm -hmm. or even like, I think we're, we've talked to the Iceman before, Bob Arabo, I think he's even said like uh, collegiate hockey leagues from like a club sport, UNF or sure. um, JU or whatever. So keep an eye on that. Hockey will continue to grow. Here in uh, Northeast Florida. Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz. Matthew Driscoll is going to join us in the 4 o'clock hour. We'll talk some hoops and other things. Uh, love talking to Coach Driscoll and figured uh, we'll get Sweet 16 scoop from um, Matthew Driscoll probably before he heads out to the Final Four. Usually all the coaches will go out to the Final Four, but we will ask him. All right, the big story today is uh, the athletic on Urban Meyer. And... I invite you to read the article because it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I leave some of these articles sometimes. I'm like, okay, like we knew all that. We can't, We knew that he belittled assistance, right? That came out. Uh, we knew that this was just horrendous, almost from the get-go in Jacksonville. Uh, we knew players were not happy. We knew players kind of, after the Cincinnati game, they were off the, the Meyer ship. And... We knew we messed up the James Robinson stuff, but I thought it was interesting DJ Chark kind of put a little bit, he put some quotes to it. He was really the guy quoted in the article. And just, and, and then there were other players, I think like anecdotally said something to the effect of, if you think we had it bad, we know the coaches had it even worse. And listen, we, I think you know that from some of the coaches that <laughs> eventually took over from uh, the end of the season when Urban was gone. Guys like Daryl Bevel, they did not hide from it. Now, they didn't give you specific examples, but they did not hide from the fact that, holy cow, this thing was bad. Trevor Lawrence didn't hide from, holy cow, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And the Urban Meyer experiment was an epic disaster. It's a good way to put it. It's the only way to put it. In, in many respects, I still can't believe it's over, and it happened. Like, it, it was almost like, I'm not one of these believers that time flies by, and that was probably a long year, but the Urban Meyer stint in Jacksonville almost feels like a legitimate blink of an eye. Yeah. I, you, you, will, you will, 10 years from now, you'll be like, oh, yeah, Urban Meyer was there for like 13 games. Yeah. It, it'll be one of those deals. Now, if you live through it, it's going to be hard to forget. But 
I um, I ain't never gonna forget the Phoenix Cardinals. <laughs> and th- there was more of that, right? I mean, that's the big thing coming out. If you haven't seen today, there were people in the building, according to this article, that said he didn't know who Aaron Donald was. Yeah, <laughs> that's just not good. Is that real? Hey, I oh man, uh, you'd like to believe it's not real, especially if you coach offense and you have that team on your schedule, and he's the best defensive player in the league. <laughs> it seems like something that you'd want to pay attention to, but you know he wasn't going to play James Robinson, so I guess he didn't plan to run the football at all. Uh, so yeah, that's it's almost too fake to be true, but I'll tell you right now, I believe it. That was eye popping. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. Deep dive. <laughs> what? So here's my thing. What was he looking up? Like the deep dive. Like what was he finding out? Here's what. Here's what I do think he did. Is my, is my guess now? Mm. My guess is Urban's version of the deep dive was not this study on the league of who we're going to play and and everything, right? Because Obviously. he didn't know that Phoenix had changed to Arizona some like. 20 years ago, uh, who Aaron Donald was, is I'm sure he knew Brady probably just by happenstance. Rumor, rumor has um, it. Does that guy still play? Oh, yeah, he does. We don't play him. Okay, that's cool. Um, he had no idea about half the roster of his own team names. Yes, 100%. Adam, Alex, Gotsis, you know, whatever he, he his name is. He knew about Brandon Linder and Trevor Lawrence. He knew about those two guys. And I think when he talks about deep dive. He goes from a, you gotta remember this guy's supposedly a psychology major and that's where he, his mind games are. And that's why it works a lot of times at the collegiate level. Like you can do that at the collegiate level, especially yesterday, not so much today, even at the collegiate level, probably, but you can get away with some of that stuff and you play mind games with 18 to 22 year olds. Well, the NFL game is different, but I think he had studied that part of it. Like what is the difference between college and the NFL? What goes into the NFL player? What, you know, I think that's what he kind of studied from a culture standpoint, what he could get away with and try to build um, from a philosophy standpoint, but not like, when you say deep dive in the NFL, yeah, I don't think he was studying who the top four teams in the league were, X's and O wise on the field. And that's what proved to be the case. The biggest astonishment I had with Urban Meyer was not that he screwed up people's names and probably lied about the deep dive and all this stuff. Is It sounded at times that he didn't know the sport of football. Like he didn't know the X's and O's of football. Right. Like that's what was eye-popping to me. All the other stuff, I guess, kind of came with the territory. And while it was still surprising, do you ask yourself, is it really that surprising based on maybe some of the things we've heard in the past? You would, you'd say probably not. But I thought the guy knew football. Like, I thought he knew how to coach football. Right. And that was not there last year. Like, he could not fix anything. And I will always say this, and I will continue to say it. And, and we can all say, hey, we were wrong about Urban. Yeah, we're on the train. Fine. I didn't think that guy had two wins in him. I really didn't. That's what I didn't believe. I knew they might have been making the deal with the devil. Might have been selling their soul a little bit. I think you were crying. You knew you might have to put up with some things. But I thought the trade-off was, okay, who cares? Let's finally win. And he couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. He didn't know how to win. He, it's like he didn't know the, doesn't know the game and didn't know how to fix it. 
And that's what surprised me. I gave him too much credit as like a football coach, like a guru of the game. And I don't think that's him. I think he is more a front runner. I think he obviously does well with supreme talent. I think he is at the collegiate game a culture builder. I think he knew how to do that. If you go all the way back to the Bowling Green days and to the Ohio State, flip that around quick in Florida. Like, he knew how to do that. He, he, that's th- There's evidence of that that he knew how to do. But did he really know how to develop football players? I'm not sure there's signs of that. I think he knew how to recruit the best players and then utilize them and maybe make, get the most out of them again at the collegiate level. But I agree with what DJ said in that article. It's like, who got better? This year, very few people got better on that roster for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think I'm paraphrasing what DJ said, Mm -hmm. but I think he said something to that effect. And I just didn't think that he had that lack of knowledge about the sport or game or just forgot that much in his time off that he couldn't fix it from an X's and O's standpoint. And on top of that, created a worse culture that existed, which was probably hard to do. Yep. And made a mess of everything else outside of it. Uh, so uh, it, it really is astonishing how bad it went in Jacksonville. And I think today's article in The Athletic, if you haven't read it, sums it up a little bit more, maybe puts an exclamation point on it. And by the way, is you have to say this, it's on Shad. I mean, Shad hired him hoping for something different, put all his eggs in one basket, and didn't get the guy. I'll always go back to when we were on the Kismet, they had the local media thing, and I asked Sean, I was like, is this not the guy you thought you were getting? Is this not the coach you thought you were getting? He didn't concretely answer it, but he said he talked about the drama. It's one thing to lose and with the drama, all that stuff. But the, the answer to that question is absolutely that's the case. That was not the guy Shad thought he was getting. And I think Shad probably did enough homework to know, hey, I have to put up with some headlines here or there. But he might be able to win and turn us around, and there's enough good stories and people that believe in him and blah, 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 that I'll buy into that. And, oh, baby, was that wrong? Yeah. Uh, just to clarify for everybody listening, when Brent says we were on the kismet, he means him. <laughs> Me true. and Austin were here. It's true. Um, but, anyway, we, we move on. Uh, to your point, why was he such a good recruiter? Because he lied uh, to the students that he was recruiting. But – uh, I guess it shows you that maybe guys like Ryan Day and Dan Mullen were heck of football coaches, and Urban just profited off of them when he was in college. Profited with lack of a better term. But uh, maybe that was the case the whole time. This guy just wasn't very good at football coach, but to your point, front runner, recruiter, and it all worked together. But I'm standing here at 341 on a Monday feeling bad for Daryl Bevel and Joe Cullen, having to deal with all that that they were dealing with and all the other coaches on the coaching staff, and never said anything. I mean, like, in front of a microphone, like, if I was Daryl Bevel, all the heat I was getting, or uh, our guy, the running backs coach, Parmalee, I would have lost it at some point. So for them to, like, kind of keep it together the whole time until the end of the season is pretty incredible, in my opinion. And same thing for Trevor Lawrence. Like, some of these, obviously the part where you're talking about John Brown, you know which part I'm talking about? Yeah. That's a quote you're probably going to, I'm not going to say, so you might want to go read it. But uh, where does that source come from? If it's a conversation between Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence, like I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence was spewing this information, but like Trevor was dealing with all this stuff too, and to your point, won the press conference every Wednesday. Which he basically, in the John Brown thing, he he, he insinuates John Brown's dumb. 
Yes. For running the wrong routes and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and like that's why I just said, I said, it's funny. We, we have this conversation a lot in uh, with youth sports now, and especially with all like these these uh, highly recruited kids and just people that I know. And, and we have these, we talk about, it, and it's been conversation the last few days in some spots. And I said, the pro- today a lot of the people are front runners. They want to hitch their wagon to kids that they think are going to do well. Like, they want a part of it. They want a piece of it. It's a, it's a weird world in that sense. Like, I don't understand that. Like, sure. But it's a weird thing. Like, they just, maybe that means more success for them, more money for them down the road. I don't fully get it, but it's it's fact. Like, it does happen. Not everybody, by the way. Saying. But everybody wants a piece. Hey, that kid's going to Oklahoma. Okay, yeah, well, I coached him when he was six. Right? Like, <laughs> that's what everybody wants to say. Yep. And so, it's it's strange. But Urban, to me, is like one of the ultimate front runners. Because when it was going well, it's going well, and that's because he's got a lot of talent and he's got all the resources, and he's going to probably just roll the ball out and beat eight out of ten people on his schedule anyway in college. But, man, oh, man, this is a guy that just cannot handle adversity. And that is one thing that followed him from the college days. He does not know how to handle adversity. And what I said last year, what surprised me, is if I was being questioned, he, like, laid down on some of the stuff. He wouldn't even push back on some of the stuff he was being questioned on. And if I'm a competitor, I'm going to be like, yeah, watch this. Screw you. Watch this. Watch what I'm about to do, even if I don't think I can do it. I'm going to say, watch this. And he never did it. He, like, laid down. It was, like, it was the oddest thing. He does not know how to handle adversity. And he's very bad at it. And it created this negative domino effect here in Jacksonville to the likes that he had not seen in his career, quite frankly. And he didn't know how to do anything with it. The other thing I'll say about him as an ultimate front runner to attaching to kids and, and those what sticks out to me about Urban is he never developed the quarterback to the point where they could play in the NFL. It's a very fair point. Like, uh, unless I'm missing one, the you one know. that he could have, he let go, was Joe Burrow. Right. So that's a red flag right there. Like, seriously. Yeah. And, and again, sometimes a fit in his offense in college is a little different. But, I mean, think about the quarterbacks that rolled out yep. of college that were great, like Heisman Trophy winners, Heisman Trophy candidates. Star quarterbacks taken in the first round. And Urban did. You can give them one credit, maybe, for getting the maximum of their potential in the college game. But you can never say that Urban developed a quarterback for that next level, which maybe should have been the ultimate red flag of the Trevor thing. Why give the keys to the Trevor car to a guy that could never, ever get a quarterback to the NFL to be good? It's a good call. And maybe that was, in hindsight, one of the biggest mistakes and red flags that Shad Khan didn't catch in putting Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer together. Not the only one, but one of them. Let's take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I do want to comment a little bit more on Trevor as it pertains to Urban, but also, can we ask the question, like, is this why Trent Baalke's still here? Was it so bad under Urban, that Shad felt like he failed Trent Balky and others, and maybe that's why he's given him another chance. Let's discuss it. We come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety. The 
did an amazing job this year coming together and uh, winning an SEC championship. Been a great locker room, unbelievable character, unbelievable effort, energy. Guys loved each other, played for each other, gave each other grace. Um, we give God the glory and the victory. We, we give him the glory and the defeat. This is the plan, and we're going to learn from it. Is that Bruce Pearl? Yep. That didn't stop. Boy, that was a, uh, well, when you're a downtrodden two, Bruce Pearl. Yeah, when you're a two seed and you don't make it to the last 16, you, you get sad. Yeah, that is sad. I think it's sad for college basketball, too, because Jabari Smith's out, you know, and he's yeah. such a talented player. But the, you know what? They kind of showed signs of this down the stretch. Auburn did. Hey. They were a little rocky. Intellectuals picked Miami to win this game. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I don't know why. I did. <laughs> I don't know why. I How also, the ACC? Yeah. ACC's 8-2. The boys. <laughs> the boys. They stunk all year other than Duke. Um, all right. I want to finish up the Urban Meyer stuff real quick. Uh, the article in The Athletic, by the way, is, is what triggered all this today. And uh, just two thoughts. Two more thoughts. First, Trevor Lawrence. Casey, it is unbelievable. The position, it's it just once again, it will slam home one more time. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. The position they put this rookie quarterback in. And if he comes out of this and is a sensational player, my gosh, this kid has saved the organization more than anybody will even know. Because it's like, I know they didn't try to ruin him. But they basically tried to ruin him. There's no evidence that they didn't try to ruin him. You but, can't can't argue against it to that point. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, you know, I to only be a fly on the wall to hear what he said every day when he came home to his wife, Melissa. <laughs> it is true. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, and again, I will say this. I'll, I'll continue to repeat this, and, and maybe you've heard it before, maybe you haven't. We went to his hometown. And these folks in his hometown, good people, and obviously Trevor's a good dude, and they said the same thing. They said, Brent, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. They said, Brent, this guy's a better person than he is a football player. And they said, Brent, Trevor's going to be just fine. I'm not sure about Urban. Well, they nailed it. And they Smart didn't people. like the match, is my point. They knew the kid. Right, they knew the makeup, they knew the young man, and they didn't like. They didn't know Urban, but what they knew about Urban, they didn't like. This was not a good mix. This was not a good match. This is what you hope the Jags did with Doug Peterson. You hope that they got that right. You're, you're talking about a good guy in Doug Peterson. Um, I think some of the values could be similar. We all have different values, right? Sure. But. They could be similar. It could be a better match. Does that make you a winning football team? Does that mean you're going to go win Super Bowls? Does that mean you're going to be a Hall of Famer? No, but it's a better fit, especially for a young quarterback with all the weight that he had on him to begin with, trying to save an organization. I just can't get over how much they failed Trevor last year with the Urban Selection. It, it even feels better. Like Doug Peterson, I don't know why, but like it just it feels warm and fuzzy. Like That's how I feel, and I never felt that way with Urban Meyer. And To your point, yeah, if... Trevor said in that last last press conference of the season, like, it's been crazier than he expected. Yeah, it has, because they failed him. And they've got one opportunity to make it up to him. Hopefully it works out with Doug Peterson, to your point. But uh, I, I, I'm i not saying Trevor's leaving anytime soon, but he's not going to forget what happened here. So you better make it right with Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson better be the guy. He feels like he is, but he better be. Yeah, he's, he, listen, I, I think he's a better option at least. 
I think we know that. We think that. Now we'll see what happens. One other thing. Did Trent Bulky keep his job because Urban Meyer was such a disaster and Shad maybe felt, I put you in like an unbelievably bad situation? So that's fascinating that you bring that up because I agree with that. Uh, if Urban Meyer was in a was a reasonable part of why they were signing free agents and didn't know the best player in the league, then you can't blame Trent Baalke for who he signed. Like, that's just how I feel about it. So I think that's an interesting thing that you you point out. And now, obviously, we don't know how much control Doug Peterson has and Trent Baalke right now with free agency, but this free agency has gone a little bit better. It has. I will say this, though, okay? And this is, again, you should never relinquish all the power to one person. That building got overtaken by Urban Meyer last year. And I'm talking the building, not just the football operations. It felt like he was, he had an impact on the entire building. And that was a mistake because I thought Balky's job was to lead him the right way as a guy who hadn't been around the NFL. I think Balky failed in that respect. Now, the ultimate decision maker was Urban. But still, this was set up for Trent to lead him, hey, you need to do this. We need to do this. This is the right way to do this. I've been in the, this business for 20 years. Now, maybe he got trumped in all that. But I still think there was some responsibility on Trent to be able to do that and take care of that. I agree. Um, we're going to be way up against it. Let's see if South Beach Gary can hang on for the, uh, the other side. We'll also welcome in Matthew Driscoll uh, to the show. We talk a little bit more about the NCAA tournament. We'll get back at football at 5 to some of this urban stuff. Get your thoughts in, too, uh, on social media, on YouTube channel. Uh, or you can always give us a call, 904-362-9901. Uh, I think the chapter of urban is behind us. You know, it got so shifted to Trent in the, la- like the first two months of this calendar year, and it almost made us forget about urban. Like, I actually at times thought Trent Bulky got more venom than Urban. Had to pass it around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Had to move it around, and give everybody a little way, bit. There were, there were memes made once I said that about how much venom Bulky was getting yeah. and Urban didn't. I saw those. Um, we had those on the show, on the stream. Urban Meyer. My goodness, did it go bad in Jacksonville. I still got that mini helmet if anybody wants to buy it. <laughs> Urban Meyer signed Jags helmet. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.